We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Here, guys, Cody and Derek here with you as always. And guys, we have to talk again. Feels like just a few weeks ago, I was making a video very similar to this, but I feel like we now have to revisit it once again because it has just become more and more apparent at this point, Cody, that this 2022 Indianapolis Colts season is pretty much close to being over and there's still five weeks left of this season, but it's pretty much at this point where, you know, we might've had some optimism before about maybe something else happening, but at this point, the writing is pretty much on the wall here. So after another embarrassing loss on Sunday night football and I mean, that's really sad because, you know, we've had, what, three uh, primetime games now at this point in the season. Every single one of them has been an embarrassment, even in the one game that we did win. Still never scored a touchdown in that game. Neither team did. So, you know, that had the entire internet laughing at the Colts and the Broncos. And now you lost to the Steelers and then you lose to the Cowboys the next week. And it seems like, Cody, I think they said that of like the next five weeks or the four games left that we have, you're going to face the Vikings in prime time because you're playing on Saturday now. Uh, you're going to be playing on the day after Christmas on Monday Night Football. So that's another one. And then a few of those other games, I think at the end, also got flexed to some other times that are going to be somewhat prime time so you know there's a lot of games there's a lot of games still left where the Indianapolis Colts are going to be in the spotlight Cody and it's almost to the point where man do we really have to put them there why not why can't we just flex that out right (laughs) yeah I'm just like why did we you know fans and you know people were just like man you don't give the Colts enough primetime game well this is kind of why uh, the Colts aren't proven they deserve to be on prime time. So I wouldn't doubt it if they, if they would have had like one game on prime time next year because they've had so many this year. Yeah. At this point, I'm just saying, let's just, let's just get the one o'clock games. So we can get the games over with and we can move forward. I don't want to wait all day just knowing what's coming. You know what I mean? So 
Yeah, it's been just one of those seasons, man. You know, at the end of the last week's game, right? The end of last night's game, whenever this is coming out, the Sunday night football game, there was like nine minutes left and I was just dreading it in the fourth quarter. You know, it was just like, yeah. we just get this over with. My goodness. You know, that's just, and I think that just goes to show how miserable this team has been this year, especially offensively. And it's just, it's a chore every week to try to watch this team go out there and perform because they just don't. It's painful, you know. Um, if it wasn't for how terrible Denver has been, I mean, the Colts' offense would be, I mean, quite literally the worst offense in the NFL. But somehow Russ and those boys cooking up something worse. So, yeah, it's been bad, man. This this team has really, as we talk about in this video with the title, they've fallen off a cliff in a lot of different ways. And yesterday was just kind of a you know, an escalation of that, if that makes sense. It's crazy to me, Derek, that the Colts went into that fourth quarter only down by two and they lost by 30 plus. I mean, that just tells you how this season has gone, you know, and just the ineptitude of this offense to just, it's every single drive pretty much ended in a turnover in the fourth quarter. It's just insane, you know, and, and your defense is, is struggling now. And I know that Dallas is a really good offense, but like, that was horrible. That was a terrible fourth quarter for them. And the wheels are very much have fallen off the wagon, Derek, at this point with this team. I mean, if there was any sliver of playoff hope, it's all gone now. Oh, I mean, there's God. really not, like at this I think point, they literally have like a 10% chance at this point. And wow, like, that even seems high. Yeah. You have to, yeah, you have to win out. And I said it in the other video, you have to win out. And you have to, like, I think that New England has to lose, like, two games. Uh, Cincinnati has to lose two of its last four. The Jets have to lose two of their last four. And let's be honest, neither one of those teams is going to go on a massive losing streak. So, right. yeah, no, for sure. And, yeah, this team right now, unfortunately, and I know people don't like to do this, but Colts' best hope is to get the best draft position they can to get their future quarterback. Like that's where we're at right now with this season with five weeks, four games left from the Colts are on the bye this coming week. Uh, I mean, you're rooting for these teams that are right now ahead of the Colts in the draft order. That, that's kind of where it's come to with yeah. this team. And I, and I hate to do that. You know, you never want to root against your team, but like at this point, what do you have to gain, you know, by continue by like pulling out a couple more wins? All you're doing is, is hurting your draft stock at this yeah. point. You know, it's obvious you're not going to make the playoffs. So I just, I don't understand, you know, why you would try to, and I know the Col the Colts and Jeff Saturday, you know, this is all going to go on his record, but like at this point you have to have one eye towards the future. You cannot at this point just go on and win some pointless games at the end of the season. You know what I mean? And, and I don't know if the Colts are, are talented enough or well-coached enough uh, to do that, but yeah, this talk about a disappointment of a season, man. I mean, the expectations that not just we had, but everybody had around this team. The media, you know, other podcasters, fans, everybody. Jim Mersey, you know, like everybody had these expectations. Like, this is going to be a team that's going to win the division. It's going to get to the playoffs, potentially compete for a Super Bowl. And it's been the complete opposite in, in a lot of ways. And so it's crazy how hyped up this team was versus where they are now. It's just yeah. one of the biggest disappointments in the NFL this year by far.
Yeah, it's it's truly remarkable. And, you know, I could go on, we could go on forever about this. And, you know, when the end of the season comes up, we're going to do an end of the season review. We'll talk about all the games. We'll talk about all the players. We'll talk. We, we got millions of things to talk about, Cody. But, yeah, that Sunday game really just felt like the admiration of all the rest of the season, right? Where the offense... And it's crazy too, Cody, because the last three weeks that Jeff Saturday has become the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, those three first halves have actually been some of the best first halves that Indianapolis has had all year long. There's been a couple of times when they were actually going into the half with the lead, which is pretty crazy to think about. You know, like that, that didn't happen for Indianapolis through the first several weeks that Frank Reich was there, right? I mean, through the first, what, nine weeks was it? We've scored one touchdown, I think, in the first half of, or in the first quarter of any game all year long. Like, I mean, I get it. I mean, and it's to a point where, you know, I thought, oh, there might be a change here. But it felt like, again, the offense screwing the defense at the end of games every single time, and then the defense just said, we give up. We give up. Because y'all keep turning the ball over, I mean, what? They had five turnovers yesterday. I think four of those coming in the second half and three of them coming in the third and the fourth quarter at the end of the game when there was still a two-score game early in the fourth quarter when you still had a good shot of being able to actually still win the game or to tie it at least and still be able to give yourself a chance. But... I thought it was hilarious because a quick note before we continue on this, uh, the for, the the fact that everyone kept talking about how uh, Dallas scored thirty three in the fourth quarter, everyone wants to act like that's all the defense's fault. I do want to remind people there were two turnovers in that fourth quarter that resulted in six points off of the turnover. Literally a scoop and score and an interception, a return for a touchdown. Literally. So that's 14 points given up by the offense. And then on top of it, you also had a turnover, which put the Dallas Cowboys at the 25-yard line. Right. Like, come on. I, I mean, are, are we really that stupid here that we're going to say that 33 points is all the defense's fault? The offense literally shifted about 17. No, it was more than that. They literally made about a 21 to 24-point shift in the fourth quarter, Cody, like if you took 14 points off of Dallas's score and put 14 points for Indianapolis, you would be talking about a whole different perspective here. But that is the offense's fault for putting themselves in that in this team in that situation. And that leads me into my topic that I wanted to talk about. We're talking about why this team has fallen off a cliff. Cody, this team... And this is why I think some people might agree that the Colts are the worst offense in the league. We are number one by a long shot in turnovers. This team, which we talked about it coming into the offseason, Cody, you know, we said Matt Ryan has a tendency sometimes to throw a few picks, but we're like, okay, well, you know, it, it won't be that terrible, right? And then, you know, we do a pretty good job with ball security and the and the running department and things of that nature. But th the turnovers, so 26 turnovers this year, Cody, that is most in the league. 
14 interceptions. That's the most in the league. So, you know, Matt Ryan has never been a stranger to throwing interceptions, but he almost always has, he always has more uh, about a two or three touchdown ratio in comparison to that. But that's not even close to the story here this year. And then on top of it, you've had 30 fumbles this year. 12 of those were lost. So yeah, the 30 fumbles isn't necessarily a thing, but the but 30 fumbles again, especially uh not to mention Matt Ryan is responsible for 14 of those. That wow. is a franchise record. And Matt Ryan's never had an issue with that ever. All of a sudden this year, Cody, he just forgot how to handle the football. I don't know mm-hmm. what it is. Don't know if he has hand strength anymore. Don't know if he can feel anything in his arms anymore. I'm not sure. I don't know if it's just carelessness. I'm not sure. But it's ridiculous uh, that of the fact that, you know, he is – Matt Ryan has been so careless with the football this year. It is unbelievable. And then on top of it, uh, you have a minus 14 differential – tied for the worst in the NFL. I mean, we and it's not just a Matt Ryan thing. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, let's give him his uh criticism here. He has fumbled the ball a lot this year. And as compared to what? Last year when he maybe fumbled one ball last year, I think I count at least 3 or 4 fumbles by Jonathan Taylor this year. And a lot of times it's in key situations where it's like, "Dude, we're inside the 30." You can't be turning the ball over like this. You're the best running back in the league. You can't do that crap. And, you know, we saw what? Molly Cox fumble a ball where the defender wasn't even going after the ball. He literally just lost it out of his freaking hand. Maybe that's why Molly Cox doesn't get involved in the offense anymore, Cody, because he can't hold on to the football. Dude, he's getting paid $8 million a year to catch one ball a game and fumble it away. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So, and not to mention the those 26 turnovers that the Colts have had uh this year uh has led to 93 points for opposing teams. That's literally over three points per, per turnover. And those five turnovers that uh Dallas ended up getting uh in that game resulted in 29 points. So what they got 53 last night. Yeah, so, yeah, 53 last night. So you take away 29 of those, right? So you end up getting what? 20, uh, you get, end up getting 26. Uh, you get 26 points. You take away one or two of those turnovers and you flip them and then you get uh, more points off of that. The, the Colts win this football game, Cody, if they don't turn the ball over. That's been the biggest issue this year is the Colts never lose to teams they they beat themselves every week it is the same thing they turn the ball over and they're incapable of being able to hold on to the football and taking care of the football and i mean you you listen to those numbers cody and you're a numbers guy i mean what goes through your mind when you're hearing all these turnovers it it is bizarre the difference from last year to this year. Last year, the Colts were second in the league in turnover differential. Maybe they were plus 14, plus 13, somewhere around there. (laughs) So they're quite literally almost 30 difference this year 
from last year. And, you know, talking about Matt Ryan real fast, the dude's missed multiple games this year, and he leads the NFL in turnovers still. Still. Like, he hasn't played all the games, and he's still leading the NFL in turnovers. He had four yesterday. You know, probably should have had five or six, honestly. There was a couple dropped picks. Yeah. I mean, it was bad, man. Matt Ryan, I'm just going to say it. Like, I know he's not the sole blame for this offense, but there ain't no way I want to see him back in a Colts uniform. I don't want to see him, you know, I don't want to see him play the rest of the season. I know you made a video about this. That's probably going to come out before this one. You know, for financial reasons, the Colts would be wise maybe to bench Matt Ryan. You know, because if he gets injured, you're going to have to pay him over $30 million. And that's not cool. That's not good. Like, don't do that. Um, but it's come to the point where, you, you know, you're at a pointless, you know, point in your season here where you're not making the playoffs. There's really no point to trot Matt Ryan out there, potentially get hurt, screw yourself over in the cap department. It, it just makes no logical sense to me why you would keep him out there. You know, he has more, more interceptions and touchdowns. Just continues to look bad. He's a slow processor. See, that's the that's the big difference, Derek, between him and Philip Rivers. You know, Philip Rivers didn't have the best arm, wasn't mobile. What he did have is he was an elite processor. Matt Ryan has not been an elite processor. He no. hasn't even been a decent processor this year. No. It's been terrible. And when he can't move and he can't, you know, his arm isn't what it used to be either. Like, that's a recipe for disaster back there. Not to mention how bad this Colts offensive line has been for most of the season. I will say, under Jeff Saturday, they've definitely improved the last couple weeks. Yeah. But still, like, when you have a statue back there in Matt Ryan, like, and he can't process. Like, there was multiple times yesterday, Derek, where it was very obvious that Dallas was sending more guys on a blitz. But, like, Matt Ryan just didn't do anything about it and just yeah. took the sack. Literally like, just stood there to get sacked. It's like, I, I not... I said that to my family. I said that to my family on that second sack. On the second sack when it was third and five, and then they bring the blitz. They bring six and bring a guy right up the middle, right? Well, they have Jonathan Taylor back there to try and pick up the blitzing linebacker that's coming up the middle. But I'm thinking to myself, why, like, I can't understand why a guy who's been in the league for 16 years is incapable of understanding, okay, I see a blitz. I should try to get a quick route or something. Something yeah, like really we, quick to where, like, in a second, yeah. I can get rid of it. We don't understand the concept of a hot route. Like, I don't get that. Like, Matt <laughs> Ryan has played for 16 years and somehow doesn't understand that when they're sending more guys, you typically want to get the ball out quicker. It's just crazy to <laughs> here's me. A, here's a funny Ow. aspect. Like, I, I think about it, and I'm just, like, thinking to myself – the Colts just don't understand blitzes on the offensive side because they don't know how to blitz on the defensive side. Right. <laughs> like, like when the Colts are literally like almost dead last in blitzing percentage on the defensive side of things. So do they just like never practice on how to defend a blitz? They don't see it. So they're like, it must not a blitz. Yeah, it's like they, they don't know that it exists because the defense doesn't do it. So they're just like, what, what is it? You can do that? I didn't know you could do that. Wow. So, yeah, they're just not prepared every single week. You know, and it's crazy because, like, Phillip Rivers was so good at reading things pre-snap. You know, he was so good about, you know, setting block, you know, getting everybody in place, you know, making the right play when the defense showed this thing. And it almost seems like Matt Ryan's just not doing that. You know, he's, he's slow at processing, slow at recognizing things at the line. 
you know, just things that, that we took, that we took, you know, honestly, and I, I'll say this, I was thinking about this the other day, like we really took for granted with Philip Rivers, how good he was at the line of scrimmage and how good he was at reading things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's just been something that like that, that can't continue. Um, you know, I would have a lot more grace, obviously, if it was like a young guy, a rookie quarterback, because that's mm-hmm. part of it. But not a 16-year vet, certainly not. So yeah, Matt not. Ryan's definitely not been the whole issue, but he's been a big part of the issue. And, you know, Derek, a lot of people like to crap on this offensive line, and I get why. They haven't been great yeah. this year. Yeah. But honestly, I felt like the offensive line wasn't that bad yesterday. I think Bernard Ryman's definitely coming into yeah. his own, you know. Yeah. And I know Ryan Kelly, we've talked all about him. Please do not have him on this roster next year. But, like, all that to say, I don't think the offensive line was the main issue yesterday. I think it was Matt Ryan. I certainly mm-hmm. think it was mm-hmm. Matt Ryan. Because there was multiple times yesterday, where, like we talked about, like with ball placement and, like, velocity. Like, he had a huge play to Alec Pierce, a 45-yard play. Didn't go back to him, you know, when it comes to that. Yeah. We just, we lack, and we've talked about this before, but this this Colts team lacks a vertical passing attack. And Matt Ryan, his arm is shot. Let's just say it. Let's just call it what it is. He cannot and will not, for the most part, go deep. Like, I don't understand because Alec Pierce is so good on those contested catches, and they just don't throw it to him. And I just don't understand that, you know? Um, And I do feel like, personally, this Colts, like, skill position group, like tight end wide receiver, they're pretty solid. Like, they're not great. But they're young, and and I like what they they provide for you. I like their upside. You know, yeah, you've invested yeah. some high picks into these guys, and so I, I like what they bring there. But I think the problem has been, you know, just honestly the inconsistency at quarterback from a lot of different aspects. Yeah, and I mean there were so many missed throws yesterday. Again, listen, folks, we're not, and I hate that I have to keep reiterating myself. We're not excusing the offensive line for their body of work for as bad as they've been. Through the first nine weeks of the season, they were atrocious. We get that. They they were the biggest problem on why this team is not doing well. But over the last few weeks, we have seen them become a little more consistent. They haven't been great, but they haven't been terrible either. They've been consistent enough to allow Matt Ryan to throw the football in times when he's allowed to. And in t- and especially in first halves of games, we're seeing Matt Ryan make these throws, Cody. In the first half, we saw Matt Ryan making throws that we ain't seen him make all year, other than maybe in the Jacksonville game. And then all of a sudden in the second half, when you know, you're running the ball efficiently in the first half, you're throwing the ball deep in the sec in the first half, and then all of a sudden in the second half. The Cowboys start dialing up blitzes. They start dialing up the pressure. You all of a sudden can't run the football. You can't pass it past five yards because Matt Ryan just seems to not have any velocity on it. I mean, it's the problem of just the last four weeks you are seeing a quarterback that just had a major problem with his shoulder or he was out for three weeks because of how severe that is and he's 37 years old about to be 38 that doesn't get better over time when you're that age it's only going to get worse so he is not in a position where that arm strength is going to come back anytime soon I agree with you when it comes to the tight ends and the wide receivers man like Alec Pierce is a freaking stud man 
multiple big plays yesterday that just showed you this kid can be elite with the with the jump balls and the 50-50 stuff if you just give him a chance. Now, I will give this. Alec Pierce is still very much a guy that needs to do better in the short term in the short game passing because he falls a lot and I hate the fact that when he's running slants he can't seem to figure out how to keep his body from falling to the ground that's his biggest problem he's perfect when you tell him to go vertical but when you tell him to do a slant his body is just not there but he needs to get better at that he's a young kid though that's the difference Paris Campbell Again, every catch he had yesterday was for a first down. We just didn't get him involved in the game until it was the fourth quarter again. Uh, Michael Pittman was a irrelevant force throughout the whole game yesterday. Uh, Granson was the only one really catching anything early besides Alec Pierce. Uh, and, bro, on that, I don't remember where the fourth down was. I don't remember if it was third quarter or fourth quarter when there was that fourth and two. Granson open in the flat for probably the fifth time this season. Granson open in the flat and Matt Ryan doesn't freaking throw it. I don't under, I think he's allergic to throwing it to the flat, dude. I swear to God. I think he just thinks he's not going to be able to get it there and it's just going to get picked and just taken to the house. I don't know. He is allergic to throwing it to the flat. And Granson would add a first down and more on that throw if he just says, hike, quick, it's there within a second. But he wait, he holds it for two seconds and he gets sacked on a fourth and two when the Cowboys are bringing seven. Like, it, it's ridiculous. And again, the, the problem is, like, the offensive line yesterday, I don't remember how many times Matt Ryan got sacked. I think it was four times. I think only one of those I would give to the offensive line because the the first two, the first two, they brought, um, actually all of them, I don't even think I blame any of the offensive line. The first two, they brought six. They brought in Jonathan Taylor to block the guy in the middle. Jonathan Taylor missed both blocks, was unable to make the block, and Matt Ryan gets sacked within a second. And then the third one he gets sacked on, the one where, you know, it was the fourth down, he's got to get rid of the football. He can't hold on to it for three seconds on a fourth and two when they're bringing pressure. And then the one where he fumbled late in that game, they gave him three seconds to throw that football. Man, you got to get rid of that. Like, every single one of those sacks was all on Matt Ryan yesterday. I don't care what anyone tells me. I watched the game. I saw it with my own eyes. You got to get rid of that freaking football, man. And it has been just a constant problem of Matt Ryan, like you said, and I can't stress it enough, has looked like a deer in headlights. Every time he holds on to the ball for two seconds, he looks like he's about to uh it looks like he's about to get hit by something. Every time. And he panics. He doesn't he doesn't yeah. do his progressions the same way because for one, the offensive line through the beginning of the year definitely did not do their job in protecting him, and that's why he doesn't have trust in them anymore. But now, since the offensive line is actually doing their job some more, Matt Ryan still has that thing in the back of his head that's telling him, oh, man, I, I, I don't, do I, what do I do? Bam, done. Like, you can't, you, and when you have a quarterback now, Cody, that is scared to throw the football or how long he has in the pocket now with Matt Ryan is, 
it's over. It's over. You've lost the plot. You can't, you can't fix it anymore. I, 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 it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how good the offensive line gets the rest of the year. You lost the plot. You're done. I mean, your offense is now forever going to be tainted for the rest of the year because of how bad you have scarred this quarterback with how bad your pockets has been. Yeah. And I also wanted to mention um, just the play calling again. And I get it. Parks Frazier is a guy that you promoted that never has had any experience. And it's definitely shown like why in the world you're talking about guys that didn't get involved. Where the heck was Jelani Woods this whole game? Where was he? Only one catch or one or two catches fourth quarter. Like, like my first thought was like, is he injured? Like, are they just like putting him on a pitch count? Like, you know, is he in an emergency situation? Like, what's the deal? But no, he comes in in the fourth quarter and has two catches and four targets. And I'm like, okay, so you just didn't play him. And then the fact that Jeff Saturday comes out today and says, I don't know why. I don't know why he wasn't involved. Dude, you're the head coach. You need to know why he's not involved. Like, I know you're not calling the plays, but like, come on, man. Like, he just had a career day against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And you used to decide, nah, we don't need him. Like, that is Frank Reich stuff. Again, that's the same issue that we've ran into is not getting our best players involved. You know, like, what would have happened if Jelani Woods, you know, took Mo Ali Cox's snaps? Like, there is no reason why Mo Ali Cox should be out snapping Jelani Woods at this point. Ashton Doolin, I love Ashton Doolin. He, out, he should never be out snapping Jelani Woods at this point. But he did yesterday. And that's yeah. absolutely unacceptable. Like, get your best players in positions to win. It seems like this team just, for whatever reason, they don't want to build the confidence of some of these, you know, young guys. And I don't understand that. I really don't. You know? Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me why Jelani Woods wasn't out there more. Because every time you throw it to him, for the most part, he makes a play. Yeah. So, why wouldn't you want to build on his confidence? You know what I mean? It's just, it's ridiculous. It's just absolutely ridiculous. And... I just hate that they do that. And you talk about not getting Paris Campbell involved. You know, I understand it's because Matt Ryan doesn't know how to throw anymore, but like, seriously, man, like, and Michael Pittman and Michael Pittman. I asked that question yesterday. Like, is he your number one wide receiver or not? Because he's, he's never involved in the game plan anymore. Cody. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, and I'm at a point, I'm at a loss for words, Cody. Like, I, I don't understand. I can't, put my head around just how bad the situation has gotten in Indianapolis from a standpoint of the offense specifically. I don't understand it. How did you go from a team that last December you had people in the national media telling people nobody wants to face this Colts team right now, the way they're running that football, the way their defense is playing, the way they're turning that ball over on defense. Like they're they're they they could beat anyone right now. And then a year later, you're the second biggest laughing stock in the entire NFL, only behind the Denver Broncos. And the only reason the Denver Broncos are a bigger laughing stock is because you gave up what? three first rounders for a quarterback that is only getting you like a one touchdown a game. If that like that, I mean, that's even more sad than, you know, Matt Ryan, who, you know, we gave up a third rounder, but you just gave up a, a your future for Russell Wilson. And he's getting paid 40 to $50 million a year for the next four years. So, you know, that's the only reason it's more embarrassing than us, but I, I can't wrap my head around it, Cody. Like, and, I know 
Colts fans will sit here and we'll be like, oh, there's more fans just arguing about things they don't know. Like, that's the point. We don't know what's going on. I don't understand what is the problem here. Like, this team can't score 20 points. And we know they have talent. But for some reason, I, I wonder if it is just that simple, Cody, that you know, the quarterback is just that terrible and that we actually don't have a real play caller and that, you know, we really need that number one true wide receiver that is going to just absolutely take over games. I wonder if that's all we're missing or if it's deeper than that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a mess right now. Uh, the, the good thing is now uh, with with where the Colts currently sit, they will have a high first and second round pick. So they'll be able to get some talent infused into this building. So that's great. I mean, I love that. I love that they're able to do that um, this off season and uh, hopefully some other moves will happen here. And, you know, cause there is talent on this team. Ultimately, we know that they do have young talent. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, can it all come together, you know, in the key positions, you know, and, and, and I'll be interested to watch, you know, some of those younger players, how they progress, you know, like questions at left tackle. Can Ryman continue to build off of it? And if, if he can, boom, you potentially solved one of your, you know, positions that's really been eluding you since Costanzo retired. You know, what is Jelani Woods and Alec Pierce? So they continue to ascend, you know, and, and, you know, can you potentially get like Nick Cross on the field? See what you have there. Like, you know, some of these younger guys, I'm interested to see that, that's really going to be what I'm going to be watching the last four games. Can these guys show out? You know, and if they can, I'll feel a lot better about where this team is. Um, they still obviously have a lot of holes they have to fill this year. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be very interesting. But as it stands this year, very forgettable season for the Colts. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of us are wishing it was already done so we didn't have to watch this team anymore. But uh, we're still here. We still will be for the last four games of the season. And we'll see how things shake out, man, at the end of the year. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be very interesting to say the least, but let us know your thoughts, guys, on this Colts team and just the mess that this season has been so far. Let us know your thoughts on this. Thank you guys again so much for all the support. And as always, guys, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.